Welcome aboard this week's podcast of Dudes Dish Disney. No cupcakes, sparkles, or glitter mouse ears here, just Dudes Dishing Disney. This episode of Dudes Dish Disney is sponsored by Magic Vacations. Magic Vacations, discover the magic of travel. And now your hosts, the Dudes of Dudes Dish Disney. Hello everyone, and welcome to Dudes Dish Disney. Joining us today is Jonathan, our producer and resident tech dude. What's going on, guys? Also joining us is Ryan, our co-host. He's the number one Disney dude. What's up, dudes? And I'm Congo Carl, former Jungle Cruise skipper, here to guide you through this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. And this week, surf's up, dude. Are you ready for this episode, dudes? I'm always ready. Always. Let's go to the beach. That's right. This week, we're going to talk about how to buffer your Orlando vacation with some R&R at some of the Sunshine State's best beaches. West Coast or East Coast, Florida has it all. And dudes need to get in some beach time once in a while. So there's one of the questions I'm sure we all get from our clients is, you know, what's the closest beach? And I'd love to go to the beach in Florida on my trip down to Orlando. What would you recommend? So what we'll do today is we'll start from the closest beach and make our way to the farthest, which is the ultimate Disney beach experience. So everyone always asks us, again, that closest beach. The closest beach is 71 miles away and a 70-minute drive to Cocoa Beach on the East Coast. So that's why, really, we're calling this Surf's Up, dude, because Cocoa Beach is the beach of all beaches on the East Coast for surfing. It's home of surfing legend Kelly Slater. He grew up there. He practiced on those baby waves, and he is regarded as the best surfer dude of all time with 11 world championships. That evolved in Cocoa Beach to the home of one of the largest surf shops in the world. So there's lots to do in Cocoa. Jonathan, have you spent some time in Cocoa? Oh, I've spent a lot of time in Cocoa Beach. Uh, I've actually got family that lives down there. It is a great place to spend a few days, a week, weeks. You could be there the rest of your life, honestly. And uh, now there's something about the sand there and the surf that really pull it all together. And uh, it's, you know, we're up on the East Coast. There's some good consistent waves that the storm is pulling there. That's why the, the surfing folks uh, have been out there. And uh, I don't know if you've got your obligatory T-shirt from Ron Johns. I can bet money that Ryan has one. I don't have one currently, but in the 90s, <laughs> I may have had one or two Ron Johns shirts and maybe a Massimo shirt and a big dog shirt. And yeah, I've had my fair share of them. Did you ever hang out down and uh, spend any time in Coco? Uh, I've spent a little time in Coco, just kind of passing through. So I know a little bit about it. Um, also, being the uh, alcoholic misfit that I am, I know it's a good place to go party on spring break. Um, so I know I know enough about cocoa to make me dangerous. <laughs> so and I, you know, and I have all the time I spent down there, I never got up to the Kennedy Space Center, right? And that's a big take. I don't know, uh, Jonathan, have you paid it a visit with your family in the neighborhood or not? So unfortunately, I have not uh, taken a trip over there. The one cool thing is my cousin 
who lives, like I said, not that far away from there. She has sent me a couple videos from her backyard uh, where they live. They are so close that she feels and hears the boom when those rockets launch. Um, so if they're not expecting it, they jump out of bed. It is the craziest experience they said in the world. I would expect the next time you're down there as a tech dude, you'd be all over it. So um there's some great there's some great spots to to have some fun, have a beverage, have some food. My personal uh take on the best restaurant is a place called Florida Fresh Grill and Steakhouse and Seafood. Really good. I think it's number one consistently. I don't know if you've been there, uh, but it's uh pretty popular. And um my second choice is the Heidelberg restaurant. You'd have uh, big surprise German, but and that Heidelberg, don't confuse that with Heidi's Jazz Club, which is a German-French jazz club at night. Uh, I've got some stories I can tell you not fit for podcast about the Heidelberg and Heidi's. But German-French um, nightclub sounds like everybody's got a story for that place. That's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, Coco is a lot of fun. It's certainly close, easy to get to. Recommend people get there if they want to sneak over, even for a day trip, you know. Uh, it's very doable. Uh, the next closest beach after Coco is 77 miles away and 80 minutes from um, the Orlando area. And it's the world famous drive on beach of Daytona, a very cool beach for a dude for multiple reasons. Who's checked out Daytona? I've spent a little time down in Daytona. Um, unfortunately, it's been more during my later years after I grew up a little bit and was traveling out there for business purposes. Uh, I didn't get to do the whole spring break at Daytona uh, business. But um, I'll tell you one of the things just Daytona in general, that surprised me is, is you hear about like the racetrack, right? Daytona, Daytona 500. And the first time I went down there and I drove along the racetrack was when I realized just how big it really was. And for those that watch it on TV, you have no idea how big that thing really is. Um, but over the years, as I've traveled by it, you can tell the impact that the beach has had on the whole community because the, ra the race course is only so much. They only do so much. But what the beach has done for that whole community, that whole area has blown up. I mean, you can find anything you want in that area right now. You, you know, Chipotle or your subways, you can have like actual real nice steak restaurants you know, you name it, like they have everything. It's strip mall after strip mall after strip mall of good food, good shopping, good everything. Yeah. Um, so absolutely. yeah, it's crazy down there. You're but, absolutely uh, right. Talk about good steakhouses. Um, I was down there for a, uh, in my other uh, career for a, a partner event. And uh, this channel partner, we hosted a dinner at Hyde Park Prime Steakhouse, which is absolutely stellar. It has a wine list like you read about. Um, we were on expense account with some very important clients that night. And we we're back and forth, uh, the two of us alternating who was buying bottles of wine. Started off with a $500, then a $600, then an $800. Got a little crazy for about 14 of us trying some great wines at, at Hyde Park. But great service, great steak. Um, but we were down there and the partner event, the feature event, was um, to, to go down to the... Uh, um, and either ride along or drive along with the Richard Petty and the NASCAR driving experience down there, right? Years ago, that was at Disney, the track. And um, that's all moved back to Daytona, which is the appropriate place for it. And uh, if we were there about two weeks before race week. So it was starting to get some of the vibe and everything. And um, 
I mean, NASCAR is huge and uh, you're right. You don't, no one understands that two and a half mile oval until you're there and in it. Um, I actually got to do a ride along in, in the car, which was way cool. Uh, any dude is into racing. Um, they should do it. I did not do the drive. Some of my associates did the drive and um, they said thrill of a lifetime, you know? So Daytona is very cool. Um, how about you, Jonathan? Pass through Daytona at all? Unfortunately, I have not. It's on my bucket list, uh, but I have just not gotten there yet in my life. It is definitely going to happen sooner than later, but just not yet. Well, you know, they, it, times have changed and what's on the internet sometimes can't get off the internet. Um, if you ever wanted to Google, this is how spring break looked in the 1980s for rare historical photos. You might see some familiar faces on that website, just saying. So uh, uh, I was there in spring break time down there and uh, had some very fond memories of uh, being in college there. It was actually the, a year or two after I was at Disney World. So um, yeah, great beach, drive on, speedway, great food. And um, you're off to the next beach. Before so, we go, uh, before we go there, wait a minute. I gotta, I gotta know more about this Daytona Beach thing here. Number one, I'm starting to get this feeling like most people go to Disney World and it's like magical moments for them, and it like gives them this happy place. I think it sent you down a destructive path. That, that's that's what I'm starting to think. I think if you weren't already on that path, you certainly were by the time Epcot opened. You know, so I got to know, tell me, tell me what, tell me a little story about this, about this Daytona experience that you had at spring break. So um, it was uh, a, a couple of years after I was actually on the program and a group of friends decided let's do spring break down in Florida. And uh, some of us are like, Oh yeah, let's go to Disney world. And the other half of us were hell no, let's go to Daytona beach. <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, that, this was back in the days when it was getting big and big. I mean, at, you know, at the time it was getting up towards like, when I was there about 200,000, 250,000, eventually it was like 350,000 students descending on Daytona and they shut it down. Right. Um, for spring break, but it was a party and there, you know, places like, uh, puffer bellies and the candy store and a couple other bars with funny names would have, all kinds of music on the beach and contests. And I, like I said, you can go look at quote historical pictures of, uh, of spring break. And it's nothing like any of the spring breaks are now up and down any coast. Um, so I'm going to yeah. Google Carl Moore uh, <laughs> spring break MTV experience, 1987. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to do. And I, I'm going right. to find something. Let me know how that works out for okay. you. Yeah. It, may, it may have a, you may have a post in our promo for this his, show. So. His early experiences were as an MTV VJ at, at Daytona beach in the late eighties, early nineties. So next up next in the furthest away beach or the next, I should say closest beach is Clearwater beach, 88 miles and 90 minutes away, just past Tampa. Clearwater Beach has some beautiful white sands. It's the waters of the Gulf Coast, which are so dramatically warmer than the Atlantic side of Florida. Um, there's certainly some older folks there. Uh, back when I used to uh, work there, we had a couple of fun stories. Clearwater Beach was great. Used to rent some catamarans, go sailing in the bay. Dolphins were jumping out in front of you. Very picturesque Florida sunsets. Great times on that beach. Uh, and then you can stop over at Bush Gardens uh, in the afternoon and, and then make your way back to Orlando. But it, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. 
Uh, you guys spent any time out in any of the uh, West Coast beaches there? Yeah, I've spent a little time out there again for for business. I've been out there. I've manuf uh, a lot of manufacturing companies, believe it or not, are in the Tampa, Clearwater, St. Pete area. Um, so I have been out there. I stayed at a great um, uh, Weston hotel right off of Clearwater uh, with my wife actually one year just just because right we were going right. to go to Disney the next day and we did a day at the beach first. And Clearwater is what I like to tell people is, you know, if you want to go for that, we've talked about two party beaches. This beach is kind of more that go relax for a while kind of beach. It's go sit on the beach, do your sandcastles with the kids, you know, watch the waves roll in, uh, just totally relax. So if you want to go a place and have, like you said, see some dolphins and, and just chill out, that's a, it's a great spot. It is too. And there's so many choices along the beach for resorts that we can, you can really have that are steps right off the beach and, uh, a very quieter vibe, you know, like you said, a vibe. there's a lot of beaches that have activities for families um, outside their resorts. So you can find yourself in the middle of a pickup volleyball game, or maybe some blow up water slides that are going into the ocean from, uh, from the sands in front of your hotel. So there's certainly lots to do there uh, at Clearwater beach. I have another fond memory. Uh, it was actually 1982. Um, it was the year or maybe a half year just open was this little ran shack of a restaurant that ended up growing to a national chain. And it was the first Hooters in Tampa. And we'd visit Clearwater Bay and stop there for some wings and um, had a great time there. Then it exploded, right, with popularity. And I think it's now on its downswing now is less popular than it was back in the 80s and 90s. Uh, great beaches, east and west coast. But look, it's seriously, the next beach on our list is the ultimate Disney beach. This experience is a mere 105 miles away and an hour and 37 minutes. So really still kind of in reach, but long enough that you'd want to probably stay a few nights there. And if you were to stay anywhere, I think we would recommend um, Disney's Vero Beach Resort. Have you folks uh, been to Disney's Vero Beach? You know, I haven't been there. I'm certainly educated on it, but I haven't actually been there myself. Uh, I don't know. John, have you been? Unfortunately, no. It's another one of those uh, beaches in Florida that's on my bucket list. Someday I'll get there. Uh, it's a gorgeous beach, just like you, Ryan. I'm very well educated with it, but just don't have much personal experience with it. It is beautiful. And I believe it's the first sort of experiment that Disney had um, in that sort of uh, culture to do something off Disney that was Disney, right? To bring that experience and do that, uh, uh, do that uh, service. Yeah, I mean, I... I know, I know Vero, Vero Beach itself, that area is beautiful. And it's really kind of like, kind of got that nature preserve kind of vibe to it. And, um, you know, family friendly area. And I think that's kind of what attracted Disney to that area to begin with. I mean, not to mention the beach is gorgeous. I mean, all you have to do is look at pictures to know just how awesome that beach is. But it was really kind of that awesome location for Disney to say, okay, we can do pools here. You know, we can do golf here. We can do some fun stuff on the beach here. Uh, mini golf, you name it, you know. So it's got a lot of different things that they can do that, frankly, to me, it kind of feels like it 
pulls in some of the elements of the campgrounds at Disney, you know, where they just give you a whole bunch of activities you can choose from. Um, so I have been there twice. Um, once was a, a business convention and the other trip was on business and I decided to stay there rather than the hotel that uh, everyone was hosted at. And it is, um, Vero Beach is very, um, you know, heading towards down Miami, but not as populated, but it still has those sparkling clear waters of the Atlantic. It's, it's, you're right. It's sort of an old school, more charming uh, community along the coast. When you think of the great trains going down there in the 1800s and the Flaglers and everything, it's that kind of a vibe and feel. And they've done, as Disney does, that sort of look and feel to the resort. Um, there is, as you mentioned, uh, lots of ecosystems and things to do down there. Um, the, the turtles do come in and hatch their eggs at certain times a year, which is kind of a fun thing to see that roped off and protected. Um, there's lots of wildlife and recreation down there um, that's available. And you, when you said the campground, I thought about it every night, they would have um, campfires on the beach or in the surrounding decks. And it would definitely gave you that atmosphere. There's also sort of a, an old fashioned community hall for games and activities for kids. So definitely that campground feel, but um, you know, in addition to tennis courts and all that good stuff, when I was there, you know, I had some clients and I took advantage of the nearby golf. And there in that area, there's around 35 golf courses um, there. It's just tremendous. So of the 35 golf courses, you can imagine there's different uh, calibers level. The oldest one, which we did play, was Moorings Yacht and Country Club. Um, and it's a course that is along the water, the intercoastal waterway. Um, Pete Dye uh, came in and kind of redesigned it. Uh, and um, it, it's really a fantastic, fun course. There is a very long course in the area. And sometimes some of the Florida courses don't play that long. But uh, we played Quail Valley Golf Club, and it's seventy three fifty from um, from the from the tips, and so even the the blues were were pretty dramatic. So obviously these courses have the classic flat Florida feel. You're along the coast, but the winds come into play and really challenging. So uh, even if you're down there with a family vacation on the beach, I think it's a great way for um, dad to uh skip away and play a little golf down there in vero beach yeah um, I'd, I'd do it the winds won't affect my game any it's bad enough already <laughs> as it is <laughs> um but the resort itself again is right on the beach um there is uh beautiful pools with water slides for the kids um all kinds of you know fun things to do and i gotta tell you in the area there's a few good restaurants in vero beach but the, the food at the hotel, since I stayed there, um, was very good. Um, great pool bar called Wind and Waves. And I was there in off season one time and it was breezy out there. But um, it's certainly a great place to grab some wine and uh, or a beer or a cocktail. And, um, and then sort of a casual place that did uh, more of a bistro feel, sort of a grill that they had there with, again, views of the water, everything. Um, rooms were very large, very comfortable. Uh, you can squeeze everyone there and everyone's having a great time. So again, if you wanted that classic Florida feel for a beach, uh, it's a great property and they do have uh, the touches that are sincerely Disney. 
Um, occasionally for special events, they'll have character breakfasts. So your family can take advantage of that too. But it really is a classic, um, classic feel for, um, for staying at uh, Vero Beach. I'd like to see a couple things um, added to it. I think that uh, they, if they had a, a spa there, I think it would be wonderful because it's got that sort of vibe and feel. But, you know, again, catering a little bit more towards um, the families. Um, between the fire pits outside and there was an area with charcoal grills that people were cooking outside. I mean, it was just good old fashioned fun at the beach. Now, the area, like I said, has got a few things to offer too. If you wanted, what I would say, don't be surprised at this. Um, there are some better options for your consideration outside of Vero Beach. And they happen to be some great tiki bars. Shocker. Here we go. <laughs> it, it, didn't, it didn't take too long in the season two to bring up the Hawaiian shirts again, did it? Here we go. And it's a great place, Ryan. What do you say? Put on the old Hawaiian shirt and go to a tiki bar. They're, they're, you know, if you all the way down to Fort Lauderdale and then all the way up to Vero Beach, there seems to still be sort of the nostalgia for the tiki bar there. And there's some great places um, there. My favorite is a place called Earl's Hideaway Lounge. Uh, and it really is kind of a throwback. Um, but, you know, tiki bars now have had this whole resurgence. And um, that's great. There's another one that's called Tiki 52 that's a lot of fun. Um, there's a real small one that always has um, music and it's out by the, um, uh, there's a Navy SEAL museum in town. So if you're into a little bit of history about the Navy SEALs and right around the corner is this place called the Tipsy Tiki, which is nothing more than a shack on the beach, but great cheeseburgers, great fajitas, um, uh, really good stuff. And uh, once we got into there, there. Now, one of my favorite things to do on a beach bar in Florida is to have the grouper. The grouper sandwich is marvelous. And uh, there's a place called the Square Grouper Tiki Bar. So, you know, if you were there with a bunch of dudes to play golf on Vero Beach, catch some sun, I'm saying put on your best Hawaiian shirt and head to the Tiki Bar. Are you going to act like a half drunk, half French guy and say grouper if I do that? Because <laughs> I don't even know what that was. <laughs> that, that would was... be, uh, yes, that would be grouper, not groper. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, whether, which, whichever one you choose is, is good by you. The Hawaiian shirt fits both. <laughs> there you go. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Our pick for some of the greatest beaches around Orlando to kick off your vacation, or after a busy week at the parks, spend a few days sticking your toes in the sand. Later, dudes. Later, dudes. Later, dudes. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Please check us out on social media on Facebook.com at Dudes Dish Disney, on Instagram at Dudes Dish Disney, on Twitter at Disney underscore dish. Please visit our sponsor, Magic Vacations at magicvacations.net. More than just a travel agency, Magic Vacations has over 60 Magic Vacation planners committed to bringing you white glove concierge service. 
Using a Magic Vacation Planner allows you to spend more time making memories and less time worrying about the details. For all your Disney, Universal, Cruise, and global travel, go to magicvacations.net. Magic Vacations. Discover the magic of travel. 